Welcome everybody to another episode of Mike Check. This is Mike Check number 14. 14, 14. And I am Christina Sev. Wendell is not here to call me a superstar, so I'll do it for myself. Superstar. See, I fell down. Okay, okay. You already know what it is, your boy Benz. Hey. We're here back again. We're here back again to talk about everything all hip hop. It feels kind of lopsided. I know. <laughs> Good out Wendell's presence here. But Wendell could not make it to the last recording today because he's a busy man and he got things to do. So we're going to let him get to the things he got to do and we're going to do the things we came to do. So first, let's go into talking about Chucky Thompson, who passed away at age 53. He was a producer mm-hmm. and he was one of the hitmen for Bad Boys Records. And funny enough, he was just on the Mary J. Blige uh, documentary about my life. And he talked about how Diddy basically hired him without having any real experience and how Diddy took a chance on him. And of course, he ended up making arguably one of the best R&B albums of all time. So rest in peace to Chucky Thompson. I I didn't know too much about him, so I don't want to go off and just start making things up. But from the little bit that I saw in that documentary, I could tell that um, I know he produced, a uh, person. I believe it's Big Papa. Really? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think he did produce that song. I mean, I can see what Wikipedia says. He was only 53 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so young. But let me see if I could pull something up from Wikipedia if it gives me, like, a discography or uh, production credits. So he has production credits on Big Papa, Me and My Bitch, on Ready to Die. He has countless credits on My Life on the Mary J. Blige album. The R&B remix to No One Else by Total. Faith Evans, You Used to Love Me. Damn, remember that song? Uh, Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, One Sweet Day. He had a whole wow. remix. Uh, let's see what else is popular. Hi, so Mary For Real. J. A bunch of, even Ice Cube. Wow. Maya, Get Over. Little Mo. Little Mo, Nas, One Mic. No way. That's crazy. Bonnie and Shine with Shine and Barrington Levy. The list goes on. He has... Obviously, a bazillion writing credits. And it's crazy how much you don't know the impact. Yeah, until they're gone. And it's crazy. Like, he's a part of so many historical and classic moments. So, rest in peace to Chucky Thompson. You know, because if you think about it, he's done so much, but is so unknown still. Mm -hmm. You know, to the point that his his legacy kind of just like... Came and went. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, like not to say like you know, no, rest yeah. in peace and all that, but like he didn't really get to get his flowers exactly on a higher level. I mean, well, hopefully, that we know of, I was gonna you know, say, hopefully the people through, around him, through the people around him, they were Diddy, like, hopefully you know, Diddy. giving him their the, his flowers. But it's just unfortunate that he can't be celebrated like other celebrities and people that have done something for music. I mean, I love bad boys and anything that bad boys has made so i've been appreciating him without even knowing that i appreciated him because of all the music that he has touched so rest in peace to him moving on we forgot to talk about cardi b's bodak yellow video hitting one billion plays on youtube 
Berkeley's. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that because we didn't mention it last week. So we can move forward to Kanye West's live stream. Did you watch it? I did not watch the second one. Why didn't you watch it? Honestly, I didn't care for it. I heard what I heard on the first one. And I'm like, I want to hear the project, the project itself. I hate being influenced by people. It's not you only know, influence. You, it's like, how many times are you going to do this before we actually get the album? I think he's going for another one. I don't, I, I just don't like to be kind of like swayed a certain way. Cause you know, if the crowd claps already, your mind is thinking, good, this is good, 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 good. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like, uh, for me, it's like almost. And not only that, but the, the album's not going to be a surprise anymore. When we listen to it, we're going to be like, oh, okay, I heard it. We're going to be sick of the songs by then. Unless he completely rearranges the music, which I don't know. I can't say he's unpredictable, but I'm over it. Like, I'm not too crazy about the hype. Um, I really like that a lot of celebrities are coming out to support him, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Angela Yee was there, Dave Chappelle, Jay Electronica, Vic Menza. I mean, even Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. He showed up with her, as a matter of fact, which is, I don't know. Whatever, I'm going to mind my business. They're grown folks. But I don't know. I'm ready for the project. I'm done talking about this listening party. Mm-hmm. I'm done. It's. Did you see what he did? He was live. From the bedroom that, well, the room that he sleeps in. Now, let me ask you the realest question, and I don't think anybody has asked, does Kanye really sleep in this stadium? I feel like he would do it just for the hype. Like, I feel like he would do crazy things just for... But would the setup be like he's in just a locker room sleeping? No, it looked like a room, like a regular room. Oh, so... But with no furniture in like an air bed or something or a mattress on the floor. I think he's just trying to like... That's find the, that's a the zone. That's the rollout. I don't know. He's strange. Look but at me. I'm here in a stadium. He was walking around in boxer briefs. Like his nut sack was all over the internet. Like why? Hey man, all, all, bless you. Thank bless you. you. Bless you. All I can say is He's doing the just most. drop the project. We don't want the antics. I mean, some people are looking at it like, oh, my God, Kanye's a genius. I'm like, but he's always been a genius. I mean, maybe maybe it's because we look at it as creators and, you know, understanding the creation of something. We look at it like. I don't think I think you can be a creative and still appreciate what Kanye is doing. But for me, this is nothing new. Like he's always. Yes, but created on a high level. I appreciate what he's doing because. The whole concept is really dope. What the you rollout? Know, the the when, rollout, the the stadium, yeah, doing the, the shows. But when you drop in a date or whoever's dropping a date, it, in your mind, you're feeling the, fooled. So it's not like, only that, but you build up this anticipation. Then Friday gets here, and you're like, and you don't drop it. It's where's like, the fucking you, music, you're, bro? You're playing with me. Yeah, like don't play with me at such a critical point in your career where I was on the other side. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I already, I already crossed over to the other side. Now you gotta win me back as a fan. You know what I mean? He keeps losing. I feel doing, like doing this, you're just playing with those people that are yeah. on the fence. I feel like he keeps doing things to that plays with his credibility. Like he doesn't care. He does, he does things his way and not really thinking about at what cost. He 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 does the he his method is high risk high reward. Yeah, he lives like to the extreme. Which, which is cool Which is cool If I mean it got him way, this far You know But also Remember the situation Yeah You gotta be careful You know Because now you're You're playing with people That are already On the fence about you 
they pushed away mm-hmm. as fans, you know. I mean, I I hope you drop the album and don't do it again. You know, it's cool for the people that get to experience it there. But for yeah, the people watching, twice. think about it. The people watching outside the stadium on their phones, it's not the same experience. Yeah, no, no, no. You know what no, I mean? No, so no, so the not. only people really enjoying the show mm-hmm. are the people at that stadium. Yeah, because also the sound was messed up. On, I was watching on Apple Music It would come in and out And I'm like what the f-? So I didn't I guess maybe that's why I feel like that Cause I'm not Like kinda like you're saying My experience with the whole thing Is not very pleasant It's on a phone He should've put it on TV maybe. Like I'm, I'm sure If you were at the stadium You'd be like Oh my god This is the greatest thing ever Why do you think of ever? doing something With Triller Like that's the thing You know I feel like that would've been A better presentation Cause it's on a well, Whatever I guess if you have an iPhone You can well, I don't. I I'm can, not team. I can phone. watch regular, so okay. I don't need to do anything extra. But it's still an inconvenience. Like I want the music. I want to hear how it really sounds. Yeah, I'm over it. But moving forward to Aaliyah. Rest in peace, to Aaliyah, forever and always. It's been always. 20 years, right? It's been longer than that. She died 21 years. No, it's yeah, 20, 20 years. years. 20. 2001. 2001. So I guess that finally her uncle has decided to release her music. So I was doing research on this, right? And she was signed to this label called Blackground Records. And her uncle is one of the founders. Mm -hmm. And they had signed Timbaland, Tony Braxton, Jojo, Tank, Magoo, and I think that's it. And all these people have had issues with their publishing and with having their music on streaming services. So I know that the reason why this took so long, it had to do with money. Everything had to do with money. This record label has had a lot of issues. But finally, they made a deal with Empire to put her music out on streaming services. And if you don't know, Empire is a distribution company and record label founded only 10 years ago about or so 2010 and there's been reports that her estate is not happy about the release of her music but as a result of that empire is also working on getting out all the other artists that i named earlier onto streaming services so Aaliyah's music will finally be out and they're gonna start with one in a million on august 20th september 3rd the romeo must die soundtrack september 10th the self-titled Aaliyah album and October 8th, I, I Care, Care for, for you, you plus Ultimate Aaliyah. And I cannot wait for that. It's going to be great. It's one of my favorite albums just of all go, time. Go and listen to music once again. And, yes. You know, just being able to access. Not only that, but like, like have it at your fingertips, you know, yeah. and be able to play it. Not only that, but like, why not give this to the fans? I feel like they were trying to, I don't know if they were trying to milk the situation, make it worth more, I guess. Obviously, probably as time goes on. Yeah, it's a more high demand. But I mean, we can get the music on YouTube and we can. For sure. There's ways around it. So I'm excited for that as an Aaliyah fan. uh, fan. So I cannot wait for her music to come out. There was an interesting article. It's kind of crazy because I was talking to Mo. Our cousin, Mo, mm-hmm. he was talking about when she died, all the cousins came over and started crying. Oh, <laughs> what a time. But I found this interesting in a lighter note. I found this interesting article. Uh, the headline is Seven Ways Aaliyah Changed R&B Forever. And while they played me. I can't read the whole thing because they're haters. But what do you think are the ways that they listed? Why is Aaliyah memorable? I mean, for me, I was younger, so her music was 
You are not that younger. When I was listening to Aaliyah, I was at least like twelve. Like twelve. So like I didn't get like the Aaliyah experience as a twenty year old at that time. Yeah, but you don't remember. I do remember. Um, just her her style for me. Like her, the way she dressed. Yeah, I still love that style. Yeah, that's a nice style. You know, I think that's what drew me to Aaliyah. She modeled. It was different from the other girls. She was low-key like the first R&B act or singer that we saw with so many and playing in so many fields. She acted, she modeled, she sang, she wrote, Mm -hmm. um, she did something else. I think that's, oh, she danced. And she danced, and and at a young age. At a very young age. She was only 15 or 16 when she came into the game. So, man, I miss her presence because I just feel like she she knew how to take, like, Mm hip-hop, but make it R&B still. Like, she was, her sound was, like, futuristic. She was more of a hip-hop look when... When she first came she out. She first though. came out. But she, I feel like she was transitioning into, like, the neo-soul mm, R&B I see stuff. What you mean. But then again, I don't know, because with a producer like Timbaland, you kind of don't really know where the sound's going to go because Timbaland is one of the most forward-thinking producers. Mm, true. So it's one of those what-ifs. It's one of those cases where, you know, you lose a star and you keep thinking, damn, I wonder what she would have been doing. I wonder what... So we'll never know, but I think we all ask that of every. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's another case, but it's here now. The music is finally here, and I am here for it. I'm definitely gonna be tuning in. Something, at least. I mean, one in a million for me does it. The album. Mm -hmm. The album has some. I I know, but the album has some bangers on it. But speaking of albums. Usher's 8701 turned 20 years old this year as well. Can you believe that? That's fucking crazy. Like, that's just... It came out on August 7th. That's crazy to me that that was 20 years ago, but I remember this album vividly. I do too. Like, I remember opening the booklet, the smell of the booklet. in summer school when this album came out. And that's when we had to go... Buy CDs at like strawberries or um, oh yes and stuff like that and I kind of just like stole it Circuit City just walk <laughs> just walked out the stall with it you're a thief yeah. it's okay we all did you know Usher was one of my favorite artists at the time he was it was his third studio album and it had producers like the Neptunes Jermaine Dupri Babyface uh, Briggs Mike City Brian Michael Cox Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and they even bring up Napster. Remember Napster? We used to download music for the for the free for the illegal. But yeah, what's your favorite track on this? That's a good, very good question. Is you remind me? I don't know. Featuring Pete Diddy. I mean, twerk it out. You got it. That's bad. when. That's when I was starting to understand more more what love is. You just said that when Aaliyah died, you didn't. Understand now you're trying you no, understand no, 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 love no, no 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 Aaliyah was a different level no I think Usher's music was still you know Surface. friendly but Aaliyah has a lot of you know what I mean older music I believe more mature more mature music than Usher did at I mean, that yeah time. but it's the same context it's like it's the same it's context if, you know the levels of understanding weren't there for Aaliyah. 
as much as an usher. I don't see the difference, but go on. I mean, maybe maybe it's just me thinking. Or maybe you just weren't an Aaliyah fan, and that's okay. No, I like I liked Aaliyah. I mean, we we kind of had to listen to Aaliyah, too. Mm, by force and fire. Yeah, pretty much, so <laughs> it, it was no choice. But I appreciate it. But that. I loved the songs, you know. However, Usher wasn't really, like, fed to me. I, I went and, you know, and it's one of the projects, you know, that I had physically. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had the CD. I, I, I was able to listen to that on the bus, going to school, walking, whatever it was. I could play that album if I wanted to. So I think that's why I have more attachment to it than a Leah project and understand it, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. But your favorite song? It's, I'm, I'm going to say you got it bad. The guitar on that. That's a cool. The guitar. No matter how many times that song comes on, Brian Michael Cox feels, wrote that with him. And it feels the same way it felt when I first heard it for me. It's so good. I still, if I close my eyes, I remember the video. Like, I just remember this album coming out and it was like Usher time. We got like four videos, I think, out of this. Three mm-hmm. videos. You, you remind me, me when he did the hat trick, everybody was yeah. doing that. The, the I don't know. P. Diddy, he made a video so that you got a bad, of course, and you don't have to call. You don't have to call. The epic, the epic scene, the classic scene when when uh, when they're in the car and the beats knocking and they're like, doom, doom, doom. (laughs) Like I remember that vividly, and they had like those shoes that they had skates in the bottom of them. Man, wheelies, heelies, heelies. Classic time. That was a classic time. Classic album from a legend like Usher. In talks of anniversaries. One of the most important albums in hip-hop of all time. Of all time, you think? Yes. I don't know. I think that may may be a stretch. You got to break it down. If you break... I read the lyrics the other day. Every single song. I read it like it was a book. And just the things that they were saying, like, anyways, Watch the Throne is the tenth it's the tenth anniversary on August eighth. And I just remember the very first time I saw the cover. It was the mm-hmm. gold cover with I think you know who did that cover? The dude from Providence. Joe um the white dude. Um uh, No no no. I forgot his name. I'm gonna look it up. But anyway, I just remember, I just remember seeing this cover and thinking, God damn. Nope, it was the wrong artist. Okay, I was thinking of somebody else. But from front to back, if you listen to the lyrics and really listen to what Jay-Z is saying, Jay-Z is saying some black empowerment, forward thinking, ahead of its time, political things. Like he was kind of like foreseeing the future. I mean, I think, I think. Jay-Z's always had that, though, from every album. No, this one was different because we never heard Jay-Z talk about politics until this album came out. He never talked about politics. He would talk about the government and the Mm -hmm. law and selling drugs and being a better you. But I feel like this album was the first time we heard Jay-Z really get into politics. Like the line about Thanksgiving. um, What did he say? Coliseum doors. No, no, no. The Thanksgiving is... um, disguised as a feast like mm-hmm. that line alone is the whole, so the whole verse is about co- colonialism colonial, exactly. and then if you listen to um miss america or made in america 
that song, what he's talking about, Bloody, Bloody Murder is how they start that song. Like, you have to really dissect this album to understand the depth and the magnitude of this album. And also, when they went on tour with this, they, I heard that they would perform Niggas in Paris like 10 times in a row. I heard the same thing. Like, it was on there. I remember when DJs premiered it and they ran it back. They For ran sure. back Otis two, three times on the radio, back to back. I mean, but it was so infectious. <laughs> it's just... It's incredible. To me, it's one of the most... Imp- it's also like fancy hip-hop. We hadn't really heard Jay-Z on this production like this before yeah, that. Yeah, this is strong. Was this before Blueprint? Then. Let me look it up. Blueprint was... Blueprint 3. Oh, Blueprint 3. Now, that was 2007, 2008. Yeah, so it was before... It was after. Let me see. Blue- 2011. Because Blueprint 3 sounded futuristic too. 2009. And Watch the Throne came out 2011. So it came out before. Okay, maybe not so much. But mm, I'm trying to think about what Blueprint 3 sounded like. But I feel like this is the first time we heard him on experimental beats like this. I feel like he really... On this level, yeah. He really trusted Kanye West with this album. This is a full Kanye West production. Yeah, this... And it's a great album. It's a great album. It's definitely one one of the best albums of all time. Yeah. I don't think it's... The best. I didn't say it was the best. I said it's one of the most important albums of all time. Oh, yeah, you did. Sorry. But so, what's your favorite track on this album? Look at that track list. Um, we just heard it before we started recording. No Church in the Wild with Frank Ocean in the Dream. Lift Off with Beyonce. Niggas in Paris. Otis. Gotta have it. New Day. That's like every I'm a, single I'm a, song. I'm gonna say Otis. Otis. Otis I'm gonna say so Otis because it's just from the beat to the words. Ham. Like, they turned him into a forever slang. Mm-hmm. Now I'm people say him. that all the time. It's incredible. It's I, inc- I think I think Cam is slowly dying, though. When was the last time you heard someone say, I'll bring it back. Yo, I'm going to go him. I feel like I hear that often. I'm going to go hard. I mean, it's the same thing. Hard as a motherfucker. That's what him stands for. Yeah, but nobody says him anymore. I'm going to say him now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to stop me. <laughs> So let's move forward to Young Ble- Young Blitz. Young Blues tweet. He put out a wish list of people he wants to work with. Rihanna being one of them, of course, because duh. Nicki Minaj, Anthony Hamilton, Maroon mm-hmm. 5. That'll be great. The weekend, Justin Bieber, and Andre 3000. That's a solid list right there. That is a very I don't solid Disagree list. with any. What are you gonna say? Yeah. Talk shit about Maroon 5? Because they no, got the 5%. I, lo- I love Maroon 5. I was going to say, they got the 5% black effect. You know what that is? I made that up the other day. It's for all the white people that have a splash of blackness in their style. So that would be like Justin Timberlake, Eminem, Jack Harlow, Maroon 5. I would even say Sting. You know I mean, what Sting Sting, is? Sting got a little swag. Uh, so I'm saying. There's a reggae album with Shaggy. Justin Bieber wants it so bad, but I feel like he mimics it very well. He's, he's good at wanting see, to be black. I see what you mean. Yeah, but this is great. This is a solid list. Anthony I can't really Hamilton picture too. an Anthony Hamilton song, but you never know. Because he, Anthony Hamilton makes like very slow, true to like R&B. The, no, I know Young that. Blue is closer to like today's sound. I can't hear Anthony Hamilton on a Young Blue production like song. I mean, I'm pretty sure it'd be more catered to Anthony Hamilton, but 
I would hope so. I mean, who knows? I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, I, I, it's a solid list. I like it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm still bumping his album. To, to anybody on that list. I also forgot to mention that they are, I don't know if they're putting out the documentary. I didn't get a chance to finish this article, but they definitely have everything documented. And there was an interview with the man who got the all the footage. His name is Robert Lepowski. Lepowski? Lep- he sounds Jewish. Right? Is that racist? Can I say that? Yeah, it's in the wrong. <laughs> but anyway, so there's footage out there somewhere in the world of Watch the Throne. So I hope that gets put together and put out into the world. And moving forward, let's see what we have here. Bobby Schmurda tells us why there's no music. So obviously Bobby Schmurda was in jail. And when he came out, mm-hmm. people were waiting for him to... Like my man, ah, the music. To drop music. And so he told the people that I did time. I want to take a break. Simple as that. Which I feel like was the right thing to do. I feel like Rowdy Rebel should have done the same shit. Like sit back, take a breather, assess your career, think about how you're going to come out and then come out. Sometimes you just want to be outside so I can't. Or you're greedy for the money. Not only that, but you know, everybody's calling for you. You're like, let me take my chance now. Self-control, self-control. But in conversation of recording music, Ashanti put out a post on Instagram saying that she has a lot of unreleased music. Would you be looking forward to an Ashanti album or song? Do you care? I'll listen in, but I'm not I'm not jumping towards it. You're not a fan? I'm not a fan fan. Like, Me I'm either. not jumping at it. I, do, I would admit... I would like to listen to it. That she has but, a classic album, but... You know... How does she survive that versus? I keep thinking about that. She don't got 20. She stretched it. Nah, she had, she had a solid list. Who did she go against again? Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole. I she had a solid love list. that woman. They both had solid lists. What artist do you think has music worth listening in the tub? Not many. But who do, you, who do you think of when you think, oh, I know they got some bangers in the stash? The first person I think of is Drake, automatically. And For Chris sure. Brown. For sure. That's a no-brainer, though. But then again, maybe not, because Chris Brown puts, like, 40 songs on an album. Nah, I think he makes more to 100 songs for for an album Yo, and picks out the best nuts. ones that he thinks is the best. But, um... I think it is tapped. Someone who... Man, I would say Jay-Z. Mm. I know he got a lot of new music. A lot of... He's probably just doing it for the sport. Like, but not releasing cause. it. Just to get in and get, get in his, you know... It's almost like a boxer. Yeah, like just to work out. Let me go spar at the gym. And work out his skills. You know, and just for the wordplay, is just to stay sharp. Yeah, because he's so good at it. And that makes sense. As That would make sense as to why he's still so nice. Because you can't be that nice when you're not active. I mean, you you can still be nice. You think there's got... What's the, what's the last album he put out? 444 and the Carters. That was not that long ago, right? Like three, no, four years two, ago? Three years ago. Yeah, like, but if you're not rapping every day, two, three years ago is a long time for a skill not to be well, touched. For sure, for sure. But I think it's like he har- harbored that skill f- since he was a child. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's muscle memory. You go right back to where you, you was. I mean, yeah, he's one of the best to do it. That's why he's the GOAT. And being um, that we talked about Chris Brown and GOATs, 
Chris Brown put up a statement on Instagram and said, fuck all these gimmicks. What happened to actually being talented? And we've been talking about that Mm -hmm. for weeks on end now. And even T-Pain talked about it on the Drink Champs episode. Did you watch that? I didn't watch it. But yeah, so I agree with Chris Brown and I'm glad that someone like Chris Brown is speaking a lot about it because he got shit to back it up. Like he's not just talking out the side of his neck. He's also been one of those artists to mingle with those artists that That are are more gimmicky and, and, you know, aren't actually as talented as some people. I don't think so. I think Chris Brown's features are very. He's done song with some some artists that's like who he's done upcoming artists that are nice though yeah but like young blue gimmicky young blue's not gimmicky davies is not gimmicky tory lanes is sort of gimmicky tory lanes is not gimmicky he's a troll that's a complete different thing but i do see what you're saying but i don't see chris brown as the type of artist to affiliate with gimmicks and he's never done gimmick he's actually ran away from the public Especially I mean, after the after whole, all, all the, the stuff he's been through. Exactly. He, I mean, or I'm sorry, the stuff to, he has put himself through because he does it to himself. But I agree with him. I want to see talent. I want to see. I think we're already making that switch. To I hope talent. so. I really do hope so because uh, T Pain spoke about this on the Drake Champs episode because Nori asked him about what T Pain said in that clip that went viral about uh being original and stop making songs that sound the same so he gave the whole context and basically t-pain gets paid to go on um that streaming thing to um rate people's music so people mm-hmm. send him music and he listens to it and then from there that's where the comment came in like what about originality like we got two babies already and all those comments that went viral and He went into further detail and he was talking about how like back in the day, labels wouldn't let you do certain things or they just wouldn't sign just anybody. But I think the problem is that the bigger that hip hop got, the longer that hip hop stuck around, the white investors, you know, they predominantly the ones who own shit in the music industry, Mm -hmm. they started to see dollar signs. And so it became a numbers game versus a talent game because numbers create revenue so i i don't know i think it's we're in a weird place where it's either fuck the system or keep feeding the system you know what it is like you said people got greedy you know and it became a numbers game but when you put talent out there talent out does any anything out there that's gimmicky anything that's not all the way there Hmm. When talent hits, talent's gonna hit. Yeah, T Pain was talking about that. It's funny that you mentioned that because he was talking about like songs that he's made and they didn't like he was talking about basically how the industry gives you like a two million dollar advance for a song. Mm-hmm. The song does really well, but you only made ninety thousand dollars from it. So now you gotta pay the rest of that two million. And people don't know that. People don't see the behind the scenes of like, well, how did this person go? broke if this nigga got money but it's like everything is kind of borrowed borrowed and you have to give that back you have to make that mark so it's a credit basically it's a loan and basically he said that because he he was flexing because his catalog is so great and he's made so many classic songs that he's still eating off of those songs Mm -hmm. 15 20 years later 
because talent, like you're saying, outweighs numbers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's say Little Yachty's song did amazing first two months that it came out. But 15 years later, are we going to play Little Yachty? Are we going to play... Uh, Takashi, are we gonna play? You know the, the gimmick. You know the thing about the gimmick artists, their songs die out. That's what I mean. Yeah. For example, look at Trinidad Jeans. To mm-hmm. be honest, when was the last time you heard all gold? But Is to T Pain's or gold, I don't remember what it's I called. I forgot the name of this. But to T Pain's argument, that song, if he did it right, if the publishing mm-hmm. is right and the credits are right, he'll still he's eat gonna off eat it, off that for song for sure. But I'm saying like. You know, you're not building trajectory. You're just thrown out there yeah. for that one hit. I mean, throughout history, there's always been one hit wonders. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like, you're still, if you played your part right, you're going to still be eating off that. But Was it worth the career? Did it, did it go any further? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the talent comes in. Facts. You know, because you have to maintain a certain t- talent to keep going. Period. You know, I mean, at least that's how I observe it. No, that that makes a lot of sense, and it's true. Because gimmicks are not timeless, but timely. So a video that goes viral today may not, like, surface ever again. Mm-hmm. It's here today, gone tomorrow, and you have to constantly keep thinking, okay, how am I going to get attention? How am I going to do this? How am I going to be a troll? Like, mm-hmm. how am the, I going to poke the bear? We're, we're in the microwave era. Not only that, but I think I feel like eventually the masses will stop falling for your tricks. I think we already stopped. I hope so, because this shit is ridiculous. But that T-Pain interview was really good. You got to watch it. He also said that he had the best performance at Rolling Loud, and I don't agree. He was very tired. He, The arrangement was great. It sounded great, but he sang over his vocals and he was tired. And he he was very entertaining though. He's a good dancer, had the bangers, the hits, the classics. But I feel like it's a contradiction when you're talking about talentless mm-hmm. people, but you're coming out here and you're tired. You can't even perform your own songs. I mean, that's where talent. If you don't work hard, talent doesn't take you nowhere. It's not only the talent. It's like to what you were saying about um, Jay Z, mm-hmm. like being in the gym. But in basketball, players are off-season, like J. Cole, off-season. You're in the gym working out. Mm -hmm. So I feel like... You're learning your craft. Yeah. I feel like all this time, or I can't really... I feel like that's insensitive because the pandemic fucked a lot of things up mentally for people. But I feel as though if you're going to talk your shit about being one of the best... I mean, once you have to say that you're the best, sometimes... But I'm saying if you're going to say you're the best... and critique the culture in the grand scheme of talent then you should be on that stage not singing to your vocals not getting tired not stopping and prime going example to the, the locks they went out right. there and they controlled the crowd they did the whole package control car um excuse me crowd control mm-hmm. they performed their their breathing was on point and these guys are older than t-pain exactly my point is that when hard work is still in the you can have talent but if hard work is not not there you're gonna you need it all you know it's a whole package it comes together mm-hmm. hard work talent 
and drive. Right. You need those three things to put it, to make everything go through. I mean, you're still going to get by, but now people that go to your shows are going to be like, "Ah, I don't. And that's where the money's at. You know, and then that's where you start losing is the back end money you start losing. Mm -hmm. However, by the way, just to bank off the locks, Jadakiss dreams. Went up almost two. I think two hundred percent. Two hundred percent. I saw that. It was like two sixty something. Yeah, it was two hundred percent. But that's amazing. That's crazy. Because now these kids are gonna listen to what Jada Kiss has been putting out. Maybe not kids either, but it could be older people. Older people that that are reminiscing. Not only that, but people that just finally heard Jada on that level. Like, wow, I didn't know Jada Kiss had so much. But I feel like we saw that in the versus battle too with Fab. This was like assurance. No, this was like, a different level, of course. But I'm saying, like, if that got didn't teach see, you his catalog, we, we got to see him perform it. Yes, I mean the other but one too. He perf- I mean, he was drunk. He was, but whatever. But the yeah. T Pain interview, he also gives a story about Jay Z and Beyonce, and how Jay Z basically told him to fuck off. And how he spilled drinks on Beyonce. So go check that interview out if you haven't watched it already. And he also said that he made the hook to Low with Flo Rida and Shorty with Plies in one night in the same night. I believe him. That's there's insane. A, there's a lot of artists that can pull that off. Crazy. But yeah, he talked. He was very transparent. He got very drunk. So he mm-hmm. spilled a lot of tea. And it was very, very entertaining. And I'm going to tell my, my artists, my, my, my peers, my, my friends, stop not writing your music. Write your music. It'll How do you probably know they're not writing it. their music? Because a, peop- a lot of them say it. Like, I don't, I just go into the booth and I do my thing. Oh, Sometimes, like literally write it down. Like, write your lyrics out. You probably, you know, if you take my advice, you'll probably... Go where you need to go. Sometimes, you know, I I feel like these artists have to, they feel like they have to obtain a certain um, standard. Mm. Like, no, like some of your favorite artists wrote their music. You know, there's a certain few that can get in the booth and just, boom, drops on fire. There's not too many people. You're saying take your time with the crowd. Take your time. Yeah. Who 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 who's waiting for you? Nobody. Honestly. Craft your work and stop properly. saying if you like this one hundred times, I'm gonna drop this video because <laughs> just, just drop it. Just we know you it. you spent money on it. You know, stop stop teasing people. Yeah, just get you, to the that just, goes for Kanye too. Stop teasing people. everybody. Just get to the thing that we're here for. Show me the talent. But you know who did drop an album, Mister? <laughs> Wrong one. Mr. Nazir, Nas Escobar, N-A-S. dropped King's Disease 2, and it's number one on Apple Music well right now. Well deserved. A fully length album. This is how you put an album together. 15 tracks, 51 minutes, full of someone who I feel is better now than he has been in a very long time. And he's older. I think I think it's just a combination of production. I don't know what it is, but he sounds great. And he has Eminem, EPMD, A Boogie, YG, Lauren Hill. I'm sorry, Miss Lauren Hill. Charlie Wilson Blast. 
Hit Boy, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great uh, album. I enjoyed man. it from top to bottom. I wish we could play Lauren Hill's verse. She kind of responded to you and Wendell from last week. Did she? Yeah, she responded to you for all, all the... It's called Nobody, right? Let me see. Let me read some lyrics here. This might be one of Lauren Hill's best verses of all time. And this is... I don't know. No? She does have a lot of dope verses. But she says, and I quote... Hold on, where is it at? All my time has been focused on my freedom now. Why would I join them when I know that I can beat them now? They put their words on me and they can eat them now. That's probably why they keep on telling me I'm needed now. They try to box me out while taking what they want from me. I spent too many years living too uncomfortably. Whew, she's, she's getting at the fact that she's, they try to blackball her from the, from the she game. She said a lot. And you just know, those eight and, bars. And she's also talking to her old team that tried to say that she didn't write none of that. Mm-hmm. And then she said, making room for people who didn't like the labor or wanted the spoils, greedy, selfish behavior. Now let me give it to you. Balance with clarity. I don't need to turn myself into a parody. The gimmicks. I don't, I don't do the shit you do for popularity. They clearly didn't understand when I said I get out apparently. My awareness like Keanu in the Matrix. I'm saving souls and y'all complaining about, about my, my lateness. lateness. Yo. When she said that, I was like, no, she didn't. She responded We literally to you. talked about that. Yeah, I was talking before. shit and what what I say? And we had no, oh yeah, we did. We knew that she was going to be on the album, but I didn't know she was going to. What am I talking about? It's Lauren. You didn't Hill. know she was going to respond to you directly to <laughs> no, you. No, no, no. And Wendell. It's just so good. Like, this verse is so long. I didn't think she was going to give us so much. I feel like we just don't deserve. And then she says, now the world will get to see its own reflection. And the anointed can pursue their own direction. She's saying some deep spiritual shit. She's, she's giving you her gospel. She's running laps. Around a lot of niggas, every sure. time she drops a verse. This this is this is since back then in the nineties. This is casual, Lauren Hill. This is casual. I'm not surprised. But it's just mind blowing how sharp she could be still today. Going back to the Jay Z conversation. Going back, going back. I don't to the, think she's ever stopped making music. I yo. think she's always made music. It's it was just not published and gave to. Well, they stole her publishing. In her rights, they stole everything from her. The class, one of the best albums of all of genres all of all time, of all time, for sure. But to hear her on this felt so good, and I'm so glad that Nas gave her that. He gave her like the last two minutes, and it was worth every single second. But there was classic moments on the album, like on Pressure, where he talks about the pressure of. You know, trying to stay current, trying to stay around. But then there was fun songs like Brunch on Sundays. Mm-hmm. What he's talking about. I don't know if you peeped, but he's addressing. Remember the restaurant that was mad because the girls were twerking on the tables at a I, brunch in yeah, New York? Yeah, I did. I did remember He that. addressed that. The whole song was surrounded by that story. Go back and listen to it. Now that you say that, I have to go back and listen to it. There's a lot those. of great moments I, mean, I know you my favorite. My favorite is the YG A Boogie. The YKTV. Features. 
Because, I mean, it just sounds so great. I like the combination between, you know, different generations because they're all talking their shit, but it's all differently. Mm -hmm. You know, and I got to give the props to A Boogie, you know. You know, I've always been kind of on the fence about A A Boogie. Not on the fence, but, like, you know, his music didn't really move me. Mm. Like there's there's a few projects. Uh, um, I think it's the one with the with the um, that he's sitting on the on the piano. That one's amazing. Yeah, and then the one after that. But other than that, I was kind of not there with a boogie. You know. Okay, that's and fair. And I think he over time he's won his respect. Yeah, he deserves deserves it. He has almost ten years in the game. If not, or yeah, almost no. twenty years in the game. He came a out boogie? like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, a boogie. Yes, yes. Maybe two thousand twelve. Latest. It's been that long. I remember listening to him out of high school after, co- uh, like in college. Gotta look that up. All right, let's do it up. I I think this was two thousand fifteen, fourteen that he came. That out. late? Okay, then I'm really bugging. Then let's see here. He's only twenty five years old. His first 2015. Okay, I was bugging. Damn, I feel like it was a lot further down the road. But yeah. Because I remember the the joke about A Boogie was that he, he sounded like he was singing on bachata beats. No, you made that up. No, this was a common joke. No, it was people. not. Yes, for You sure. are the only person in the world that says that. All right. So you stole that take from someone else. You're admitting that? It was a thing. It's not that I stole it from somebody, but everybody that was On that listened. episode, you said it like it was coming from Ruben's brain. I mean, for a while, it was true to me, too. Okay. <laughs> I really liked... On the Nas album, going back to the Nas album, I really liked Forty Side. The way he comes on this song, it sounded like he was a rapper from today. Like he's just, I feel like Nas is embracing his age, but also playing around with new ways mm-hmm. and new flows on how to make music. Because first of all, he's with the hottest producer of this time. I think. Hit Boy is the premiere of today's time. Whoa, that's a big statement, but it's fitting. Think about it. Everybody that has a Hit Boy feature hits it out the park. He just knows what he's doing. I, I mean, guess he's. I said feature. My bad. I take that back. Produced by Hit mm-hmm. Boy. Once you hit that, hear that Hit Boy on that. Maybe he has like, maybe he has the Diddy effect where he knows how to bring out the best in people. And maybe he prefers to do things in a way that makes the artist really connect with him and you know when you're working well with somebody you make good product and not everybody can get along with everybody and i think that's what happened to nas he they were in the studio together he got into the studio with a producer that was right for him and twice twice two pete that's what i'm saying like Premier gets into the studio with artists that he knows will be good on his beats mm-hmm. from the logs. But I think Nas the, reached out to Hit Boy. Either way, it's good. Either way, product. it's amazing that, you know, Nas can go back to back and get his flowers for it as well. You know, I've never, yes, he needs his flowers. I've never been a fan of Nas until King's Disease. I think this is going to give, and you might not like this, might give J. Cole's. 
album. A, a run gra- for the a money. A run for the for the Grammy. Really? For sure. J. Cole's not gonna get nominated for a Grammy. He never does. I mean, I'm not in no votings scenario. But, but you if I, I would vote I would definitely vote him in for you stop. For a Grammy. Because you called the J. Cole album an instant classic. Now you're gonna for say sure. this is better? This is not a classic for you? It feels like a classic. For me, this is same almost same level. I'm not saying this is better than J. Cole's album. All I'm saying that I can see where this is gonna give <coughs> J. Cole its run. Yeah. I can you no, know, they, it's up there. This is a nominee. This is for sure. Yo, imagine if he wins a Grammy again back to that would It'll be, be so well Ill. deserved. It would be well deserved. Congratulations. That's that's where I'm I'm to Nas. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I know for sure like this is Grammy nomination worthy. Mm-hmm. It is. What do you rate the album? A solid nine. Wow. I was going to say an 8.5. Only because there's moments where it's like, eh, for me. But it's... The only thing I, I wish on that album didn't happen was the guy that, that talks on, on YKT. Um, YKTV. You know I, don't, I don't... I can't think about it off the top of my head. But I listened I to this like album like... speaks on it. I listened to this album like five times already. Same. And the revealing of we have to talk about that. The revealing of him in the, the story Tupac, with Tupac. Tupac. And how he, he stopped t- the whole he was show. He giving a history lesson as well. Yeah. He stopped his whole show and had his host announce Tupac's death. With respect. With respect, yeah. Good job, Nas. You did it again. To close it out, let's talk about how Beyonce's sneaky ass. Talked about, I feel like I could talk like this to her because I love her. It comes from a place of love, not maliciousness or malice. So she told the magazine Bazaar that she has music on the way. And there's a quote that says, with all the isolation and injustice over the past year, I think we are all ready to escape, travel, love, and laugh again. She said, I feel a renaissance emerging and I want to be part of nourishing that escape in any way possible. I've been in the studio for a year and a half. Sometimes it takes a year for me to personally search through thousands of sounds to find just the right kick or snare. One chorus can have up to 200 stack harmonies. And she went on and on and on to talk about herself and her career and her music. And that really excites me. That means that either something is coming for Thanksgiving or in April. I'm going to predict that. I feel like I know Beyonce. And it's just going to drop. It, it could drop tomorrow. It could literally drop tomorrow. And I hate that she does that because it really boils. Like it gets me going. I mean, she's one of the only artists that can do that. I think her, Drake, and Jay-Z. And Kanye. I don't think Kanye so much anymore. Really? Before, I would have said Kanye drops all day. He just played his people way too much with the, the releases. So people are not like, oh, I'm going to wait. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I know there has to be a scissor drop coming soon. We've been saying this every week, and she has yet. She's a fall girl. I feel like she'll drop in the fall or in the spring. And we're ready for it whenever it comes. And there were a bunch of singles that came out. I'm not going to name all of them, but I will say shout out to Sweetie, who got a Black Eyed Peas, who got on a Black Eyed Peas song. And that's huge because them niggas get numbers. For sure. They that's get it. money. Off that one song, she she possibly can live mm-hmm. forever. And Russ dropped a new song that I really like. 
And Lil Wayne is back in his punk rock, alternative rock. He has a song with this guy named KSI, who I never heard of, called Wait, Lose. And KSI, I like the song. The, the, the YouTuber? Maybe. I don't know who he is. It might be him. He's a white dude. And the song oh, no. sounds K- really good. KSI. No, he's a black dude. Wait, no, he is a YouTuber. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Wow, that's really interesting. He he fought Logan, Logan Paul. I thought he was a white boy. No, wow. he's from London. Obviously, I can see that he's not white. But Wow. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I fuck with the song. Yeah, check it out. Anthony Hamilton. We spoke about Anthony Hamilton earlier. He dropped a song for the first time in love is the new years. Black. I love what the song represents. Not too crazy about it, but it is good. And Yenji featuring Damian Marley. You heard that song? I heard I heard the, the snippet. It's a vibe. I heard the snippet Listen and I was that like. that whole shit. I mean, I. Definitely going to get to it the yeah, full, you full length, to and it. that's probably going to play for a few days. Yeah, it has to. That's all I have for today. That's all we have for today on Mic Check. Do you have anything to say before we close out? No, nah, I, th- I, I think I'm good. I, I got I got the whole um, Hit Boy premiere thing out there. Okay. I've been, I've been holding that one. You've before. been holding that take? <laughs> that's not a bad take. Like, it reminds me of, of a premiere. No, I feel you. It's, that, it's the... It's the What's the word that's popular? The nuance, the mm-hmm. feel, the feel. Yeah, it's it's a it feels and like just a moment. them coming together. It's like wow, this is it's magical. But as I mentioned earlier, before this is our last episode of the summer, unless something crazy comes, like Beyonce drops an album tomorrow. Even though they probably wouldn't do this with me, but if no, no, we'll be here. For Beyonce? We'll be here and we'll, we're going to get into a whole bunch of arguments. <laughs> so unless something crazy happens where we absolutely have to take some takes off our chest, we will be taking a break. But if you haven't done so already, subscribe, like, share, smash comment. Smash the bell. Smash that bell and hit us up and let us know what you want us to talk about, what you want us to cover more or less of. And let's get comfortable. We out here. Mic check number 14. I am Christina Sev. You already know what it is, your boy Bans. It's a wrap. Peace.